What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It Presents Hawkeye Tis the Season, your weekly recap show of every Hawkeye episode on Disney Plus, paired up with a fun Christmas movie. Of course, this is our season finale of Hawkeye, so it is only appropriate that we end this on uh, one of the most debated and exhausting conversations on the internet of whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And it is. We're not going to debate that here. We're just <laughs> going to tell you why it is. I have to do this every year. It trends and there's debates. And it's, it is. Get over it. It takes place on Christmas. It has Christmas themes. You don't have to watch it on the day, but deal with it. Of course, I'm your host, Blake Schultz. And with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And Jamie Dirac. Yippee-ki-yay! <laughs> and before we get into our diehard extravaganza, uh, Hawkeye has ended our six-episode miniseries, a lovely finale on the eve of the eve of Christmas. However, you know, it's like how the ghost of Christmas present has to say it to Scrooge. It's on the day before the day before the day of Christmas. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Jamie, what did you think of the finale? I loved it so much. Um, I I don't know how this is possible, but it made me cry harder than Spider-Man No Way Home. And I, I think, I, I just think it's because I've grown to love Yelena so much. And the second that Clint, I tweeted this, but the second that he whisked the, the Black Widow, their family whistle, that was it. And I was crying for the rest of the episode. Um, I thought it, I've everything I wanted from the show happened and more. I mean, yeah, it was like, you know, a little cheesy, happy ending, whatever. That's what you want from a Christmas thing. I mean, like, it's truly, uh, I, the, all the complaints I'm seeing about this are, are so annoying to me. I know a lot of people are don't like the post credit scene. And uh, my thing about that is... It's that was more interesting than uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home tra uh, trailer for Doctor Strange that was just released on the internet four days later. Anyway, I mean, come on. Uh, so uh, I mean, and I love musicals, and I was freaking out and uh, about it. And I don't know if you know this, but the conductor was played by Mark Scheiman, who uh, composed the music and co-wrote the lyrics for that song. So that's pretty cool. Um, and Adam Pascal from Rent. Anyway, I could talk about the post credit scene all day. Uh, but uh, yeah, I friggin' loved it so much. Everything Kate and Yelena was beautiful. If they don't get their own spinoff together, I'm going to be so upset. Uh, the oh, I literally, the ending when they all spend Christmas together, I'm just I'm just really happy. It's just I, I, Tonight, my plan is I'm going to rewatch the whole thing in one sitting, and I'm really excited about that. Nice Christmas. A Chris, uh, an ode to Christmas is before you head into it. I like it. That's a good idea. Uh, I too thoroughly enjoyed it. This is probably the first time out of all these Disney Plus films that I think they've absolutely stuck the landing on the finale. Um, I dig most of WandaVision. When it gets into the action beats for that finale for WandaVision, it, it loses me a little bit. I like that show when it's more doing the uh, the emotional beats that just watching witches uh, shoot balls in the sky just doesn't isn't as entertaining as this was. And these actions in this finale were, were fantastic. I love them going through all their trick arrows. It just kept me on the edge of my seat. Like, I don't know what arrow they're about to shoot next. And it was fun seeing all of those. Um, I'm with you. I Yes, the ending for this was a little bit cheesy, but that's kind of what you expected and what you sort of needed for a Christmas, Christmas movie. Like, yeah, they got they go home and they, they, they spend time with the family. And yes, he brings the strays home with harm to his family. That's how it should be. Um, I didn't have a problem with the post credit being the the the, the, the musical number one because I also like musicals, but two, the story of the season was complete. So, I I think Marvel fans have had this thing where they've been fed that each thing that happens has to lead directly to the next thing, 
And if it doesn't, they're like, well, you didn't you didn't continue to tell me what's going to happen next. And I'm like, no, this is a, fin a finale story. This is the first time that they actually closed in the entire, in this first season, an entire story is told. And I, I, I for one, appreciated that. Yes, they're, they always throw seeds in here, but this feels like the most complete story because at heart, this is about Clinton Kate, and they succeeded in telling me that story and where they, they head out. Um, I know a lot of people had some issues with uh, what they believe took place with Kingpin. Um, I think if you follow the story, you know anything about comics and you know you get Vincent D'Onofrio in here. This isn't a one-off. He's he's around. <laughs> he's going to also, be Also, if you the... know anything about TV, the number one rule of TV if is... If you pan you up, see... you don't see it. There's not I a didn't see your body. There's not, uh, yeah, not I didn't see your body. <laughs> so I That'll think people it. need to calm down on that. Um, but I love Vincent D'Onofrio still to this day. Just the way that he delivers cadence-wise makes me nervous anytime he says something. Even as I love you, I'm like, nope, he doesn't. He wants to murder you. Uh, so I think he does a fantastic job. And for me, all of this felt like the perfect amount of humor, action, and, and heart. Uh, and for a Christmas story, that's can't ask for more. Yeah, I was just as impressed as both of you with the finale. I think this entire time I've been like, but how will they have enough time? And then we had an hour long finale and we had all of the time. And I think they did a good job of resolving the story that we were following and leaving a lot of kind of like even small questions unanswered. Like Yelena doesn't kill Clint, but you don't get the sense that she's fully forgiven him and that she's just more like, okay, fine. You know the whistle. You're making some good points. I just won't kill you, but I'm still very upset with you. Uh, that whole fight was great. The lines like, you should have fought harder. You should have done this. The wrong person died. I don't know why everyone likes you so much. It's like, oh, she's just she's just saying everything that she's... Clint already says to himself. Yeah. <laughs> I loved all of that. Uh, the trick arrows were great. I love a good building montage and just seeing like the Stark tech and the Pym tech and all these other kind of things they have. Their new suit reveals were a lot of fun. These very small emotional beats when Clint tells Kate that they're partners and her problems are his problems. They're going to go solve this together. We're just these like, oh, we, it's so touching and fun and great. And her figuring out the name at the end and cutting to the credits. I thought they did a great job of everything. Yeah, the kingpin of it all. Eventually, we'll have to say goodbye to that character one day. And we got him back for these extra innings. And I agree, there's always been this weird, like, we're kind of afraid of what he says. His I love you still feel like evil because he does in his own weird way love this person as long as it stays convenient to his plan as opposed to actually loving them and being yeah. like, well, if you want out, you're out. Instead, he has to have these like, oh, well, Eleanor, why would you want to leave? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> like he's just become this like toxic corporate machine that's like what, what do you mean you're unsatisfied with our work arrangements like it's it's yeah. all he's got just that it's also meditated and calculated and we finally really saw him too like when he takes that arrow to the chest and just breaks it off i was like yeah this is the kingpin from the comics so you're just like but how can he take all of this <laughs> It was it was it was legit the question that like because we watched Daredevil, my wife watched this with me. And she was like, "Does he have like super serum? Like, how is this possible?" I'm like, that's just Kingpin. That's just I asked Tony the same thing because I have not seen all of Daredevil. I need, now I'm going to after after this 
crazy week of Daredevil Returns, I'm gonna finally finish it. But I, I, I was, I, I asked Tony, I was like, does, does Kingpin? He doesn't have super strength, right? Because I didn't, because I was like, what is he doing? In Daredevil, I don't, I don't know what episode he usually, he usually wears just like a mesh, uh, a mesh netting under his his shirts. But that would protect him from bullets sometimes and arrows. But that doesn't explain why he can get hit by a car and just walk it off. <laughs> yeah, like I know I've heard before that like sometimes they've written him as a mutant, but I don't think I've ever actually seen that in the comics. I've just heard people be like, he's a mutant. And I'm like, I don't. I yeah. think he's just, and he's just tough. He's a tough dude. <laughs> he's just hard to put down. But yeah. yeah, I mean, if you know your comics, you know that like everything they did happens and that hasn't put him down and nothing ever matters in comics anyways they'll all get back up even Gwen and Bucky have come back it's fine uh, but I just that emotional scene too of him going through this arrow and this explosion of all of these arrows together and then he walks down this alley to see Echo and I'm like oh man and you almost feel bad for him he just keeps getting up and just keeps running into people that want to hurt him like we just, <laughs> we, but this is what it takes to bring him down a car accident a bomb an arrow a bullet all to be like he'll probably just be an echo i think he's fine <laughs> isn't no, in I the comics it. didn't they just like shoot out his both his yeah, eyes like, are gone. Yeah, he eventually yeah. gets reconstructive eye surgery at some point and gets them back but yes he loses his eyes for a, a great deal of that which i think might be the way you do that for for echo I was, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, Matt's going to show up, Daredevil's going to show up. And I think that the only reason, and I know, I've like, I've also seen the event, people are annoyed. I started to get a little annoyed at Marvel post credit scenes. I feel like somewhere in phase three, we stopped setting up and we started being like, it's bits. It's Captain just a fun America joke. at the end of Homecoming yeah. is going to do but, a joke. And the yeah, Captain but they also do two. Like, yeah. they do two. So, like, the first one of Homecoming is Michael Keaton and Scorpion. Um, and so it's like, you want two? It's, I mean, Eternals did give us two pretty good, uh, yeah. two. But I think it's great to have one juicy and one bit. This didn't have a juicy, but I don't think it needed a juicy. Um, no, there's, there's also just something nice about finality sometimes. Like, I don't uh, think Marvel has very rarely ever just been like, the story is done the now. The end, right. And the there's end. something kind of refreshing of like, we're done. Obviously, yeah. we'll be back. None of these characters are dead. We have more shows than you can imagine lined up for next year alone. Like, don't worry. We're not done with Kate yeah, Bishop or Yelena. I, I don't, not, neither of these characters. Echo, we know, is getting their own show. This is keeps still being referred to as a season finale. I think that mm. could, that's just an announcement thing. And I think they might be like, yo, our season two is just going to be Elaine and Kate. That's the way that it ended, the way the fact that it ended with what should my name be, and then it said Hawkeye, I think it's going to be season two. It's going to be Kate's show. I think maybe we'll get like a Clint cameo, but I think that this, I think it's a perfect ending for, for Renner. I think I that think Clint's he, story's done. Yeah, I think he's done. But I wouldn't be surprised if a season two, like maybe she she visited him or something. Uh, but I don't I don't want him to get sucked back in ever again. That poor man has Let gotten sucked back in no, so many also, times. We did that story with Tony for half these movies. We do mm. it with Clint. We've done the, I said I'm retiring, but I'm back. And I'm like, we, we got, we're we done doing that. We've now mm. done that so much. Like, he's on if, call. <laughs> if anything, what I want is now it's time for Clint to stay home with the kids and let's let Laura get out there and kick some ass. ask you, Jamie, as a big mm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, how did that make you feel? 
I went on a huge rant on phase zero yesterday that I'm very proud of. I think I'm actually going to post it on Instagram, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> so I won't go as into detail because, uh, uh, like, I don't want to annoy people with my same takes over and over again. But I love it because you know what? It's not like her name is Bobby Morse and she's replacing Adrian. It's a title. It's yeah. a title. Yeah. And I think that people are being way too sensitive about I it. I think so, too. Um, I think it's uh, fine. And, you know, as much as... Uh, and, and I said this yesterday, too, but the thing that... The word canon doesn't need to exist anymore because with the multiverse, literally everything is canon, and uh, and and I think that that's a delightful, great thing. I, I um, agree. I and, just had uh, a and, with, yeah. with the misses about like I was like canon now does include for spoilers for, for those who have not seen No Way Home, uh, get out. But for it's like canon now does include all the other Spider-Man movies. Like that's mm -hmm. all canon now. So, yeah, should I add those to my MCU letterbox? It just gets list? Right. Like, <laughs> like, all right, crap, they're in here now too. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I mean, and as much as I want Agents of Shield to be pure within the main timeline, there's no, we can't pretend that in season five it veered off and they didn't and they didn't acknowledge Thanos. And what I've said many times, said it on Phase Zero, I've tweeted it. There was obviously a Nexus event that happened at the end of season five, uh, and it became a new multiverse, a new universe. And I and I would love for like What If or something to do an episode to explore that and explain that. Um, it's a very easy thing to explain. Um, I just feel like it's it just all seems very obvious and chill to me. And I think that people are like they're just getting so mad about it. Was it. And so I'm, wild because I love this finale, and I went mm -hmm. online afterwards like everyone else should love it too. And I just like Asians are like you hate you. I was like what is happening? Right I'm taking a Twitter break again. I just like after the WandaVision finale, uh, people were pissing me off, and I was like, I'm, I'm and I, I got on oh, Twitter yeah. for months and I'm doing it again. I tweeted my last tweet of the year. I'm done. <laughs> I don't need to see this negativity in my life. <laughs> no, it makes me really happy that I don't follow enough people on Twitter and I don't really look at enough trending things where I'm like, man, I hear the Matrix and Hawkeye discourse are on fire, but I'm just over here loving both. Like, loving them like I'm good. My, <laughs> my entire feed, like, because I'm so big in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fandom, I my whole timeline is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D people up in arms and I'm like, that was coming like at you. that's why I asked yeah I yeah um yeah keep an eye out because I think I'm gonna post that rant on Instagram <laughs> no I think as I often do I'm like y'all gotta calm down they're not gonna stop yes. making the con people just want like I even talked to one of my friends and their whole point of view was they weren't enjoying what if because they were like well it's just not canon enough and oh if I, I don't want to invest time in something that's not pushing then I was like is that where we are? There's now so much content that unless it's actively pushing forward the story that I you're invested in, yeah. which is like, I guess that that's a fair point, but also like, whatever. Like, but if you watch that Doctor Strange trailer, it sure seems like what if back is, yep, so. It is a weird world that the MCU have sort of created people to be, they've created this monster of sort of like stories can't quite live in on their own or tell their own story. But I still think some of their best stuff is when it's like, this is a self-contained story. Yes, it works within the rest of the world, but you can watch Winter Soldier without watching anything else and it's a damn good film. But that's even what I liked about the Matt Fraction Hawkeye comic was to my knowledge, they never were really like, oh, we have to do our Secret Wars issue now. And for three weeks, we're gonna stop doing this and it's gonna be all about the event we have to go. I was like, even in the comic books, I'm like, oh, I, I just read four issues of Spider-Man, and now it's like Spider-Man has to fight the evil Captain America that's going on in Secret Empire. And it's it like, gets exhausting. I don't want to. I just want him to fight Rhino. Yeah. I, don't. I, 
I'm not always compelled to like check out the comics after a show. Like WandaVision was the exception because I wanted to know everything I could. So I read everything I thought to read. Um, but when something ends, I'm usually like, yep, okay. But I think this is the one of the first things where I'm like, I really want to read this comic now. Because I know, it, like, same with Jessica Jones. I read Alias after Jessica Jones because it's a similar thing where it's like a contained, interesting story that's on the ground. And I, I really like that kind of thing. So I, and, and everything I hear about this comic, I'm so interested in. So I think that's going to be the next comic I by. Yeah, with the with the exception of stuff that they had already sort of established in the MCU, which they couldn't break. It's probably the closest one to one comic to to, to uh, series version they have. So I think you'll enjoy but, it. But this definitely the lesson here for me was like all finales should have an hour. This was such a nice fun. Yes. Runtime. Yes. Yeah, I, I I would definitely agree with that. When I saw that that time, we had already started talking about it, but I think I forgot it. And then when I clicked play, and I was like, "Oh, that's right, we're in here for a minute." Let's. Although let's I will say, and it's when then we'll do some diehard talk. But uh, last week we were talking about how they were going to confirm if Daredevil was in the MCU, and I do not know that that happened. They didn't. We still don't get. Yeah, we. It's still not clear. Uh, I, I would love have loved a mention of Vanessa or some something, but yeah, we still have no idea where this. The only thing I'm more clear of it from Matt's appearance there in, in No Way Home than I am of here because they are in Daredevil. You'll watch it, Jamie. They often make reference to the the incident and, and all of that. So it seems like he is still of the world where that incident where the Avengers stuff came down in New York. They are all a part of that world. They don't necessarily talk about that too much with 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 Kingpin, so it's going to be interesting to see if that all is in the same world. I love it. I, at this point, I don't need you to go and tell me. Just do it. Just I, I I like genuinely do not care either way, but I yeah. would like to know. Is yeah. the thing like I I'm like like people who like don't want it that way. I I say again. That's the what the beauty of the multiverse. I don't see why you should be mad about that. That thing still exists, just another multiverse. But but I don't like not knowing because uh, it's it's yeah. not like a big reveal thing. Just tell us. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. I think, I think that's the other like Marvel effect we have now, though, right? Like a lot of people were annoyed with that post credit scene because we're now so conditioned to know and to leave Kingpin's fate unknown. And even after No Way Home, Kevin Feige was like, well, you know, we're, we don't want to give you all separation anxiety again with Spider-Man. And a part of me was like, but this is how we used to watch movies and shows anyways. Right. Things used I, to just end and then we would go about our lives. That's that's what's funny because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about like when I was younger and I used to watch shows and they'd like someone would get murdered or something off screen or I have at the very end. And you wouldn't know about that until that happened in the spring. You would not find out until the fall of that year. You'd be like, oh my God, I got to wait an entire like three months. These guys can't even wait fucking 24 hours before they lose their mind. Terrence, I remember leaving the first Matrix and the first Spider-Man movie and being like, yep, that is the only Matrix and Spider-Man yeah. movie I will ever Matrix get. Matrix felt done. Like, I was like, well, yeah. that's it. We're never coming back to this. And thing. here we are 20 years later. <laughs> and even even like that discourse, people were like, but are, are we getting a show and a trilogy? And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Just I've had multiple people who was like, I don't understand this Matrix. Are we doing another, we're doing all another three? I'm like, can we just enjoy this? Is this is where we are now. We're so like half the show has to be the teaser for the next show. Yeah. And I'm like, just, just enjoy this time with these yeah. characters. But uh, I loved it. I'm excited for whatever is next, be that Kingpin and Echo or Echo and Echo or Kate and Yelena in Hawkeye season two or Young Avengers or Secret Invasion or wherever these pieces fall, I just kind of want to know where Daredevil is. 
Yeah. I, I do believe, just because of his profession and the fact that he was doing that profession pretty heavily in No Way Home, he's going to be a, at least in two episodes of She-Hulk. Like, he's got to be. Agreed. Agreed. I love how nobody's really just come out and been like, yeah, we did it. We got Matt Murdock and Kingston. Isn't that cool? They just sort of, like, let it happen. It just is. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Nobody, no interview with anybody yet. But they're like, and then they called me. And they were like, Vincent, you have to shut up. But tweet sometimes about how but you're tweet every now and then, but don't say anything. Matt, I love, I love Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox has been so good. He's like, I'm not saying a word. He went a whole run. Anybody asked him, like, what would you like to do? He's like, I would love to be a part of Spider-Man. I would love to be. And that was his consistent thing. And then when this started happening he just went radio silent good on you charlie because vincent is like i'm tweeting everything and they can't say a word to me because i'm vincent because <laughs> i'm the kingpin <laughs> check out uh, uh on comic book he just did an interview with my coworker adam last night and uh and talking a lot about his return and stuff and it was really cute adam proposed to his girlfriend last night and we were all like adam why aren't you excited about interviewing Vincent D'Onofrio and it's because he was like in his head about having to propose but then Vincent D'Onofrio shared the proposal on Twitter it's really oh. cute so you should check that out nice nice He's a, Vincent seems like that. a very sweet person he does seem like oh, a very yeah. sweet person I love that he, his his interaction and all of this like yeah I love that Charlie's back I love this this is back but let's get Deborah Ann Wall back like let's do the whole gang I was like you yeah know, I like this guy he's a good man uh, all I want, just I, I like, I just all I want to know is what his relationship with Sean Penn is like, and I, I, I can't talk about this like in certain spaces, but I feel like on our podcast, like, and mention this, I just, I think about it all the time, like Sean, like Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio is Sean Penn's father-in-law, and I just need to know what Christmas is like. <laughs> I, I just recently found out that Joe Rogan and Gerard Way are cousins who have never met, and that's now my new like, but what, how, why, in what way? This seems impossible. <laughs> this, <laughs> but enough about family Christmases. Let's talk about another family Christmas. Yes. Die Hard, a movie that is now probably more famous for online debates than it is for being one of the most revolutionary and important and amazing action movies of the 80s. Uh, Jamie, why don't you just start us off with how you feel about Die Hard? <laughs> Well, folks, when someone asks me what my favorite movie is, I have two answers. Depends who I'm talking to. One is Grease, because uh, as we discussed, I like musicals. But uh, the other one is Die Hard. Uh, I love Die Hard so much. Uh, I watched it for the first time when I was 15, which I think I came late to it in life. Um, but now I'm 31, so it's been 16 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I have... It's possible I've seen it almost more than any other movie in existence. Uh, ever since I was 18, the day before I turned 19, uh, I have a Die Hard Valentine's Day party, which everyone's like, but it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's an anything you want it to be movie because it's the best movie ever made. It's a Christmas movie. It's a romantic movie. It's a summer action movie because that's when it was released. Just enjoy it when you want to, guys. Um, uh, so I have no, this no, coming... No, no, I can only watch it on January 7th <laughs> between the hours of 2 p.m. Yeah. Very specific. Exactly. But this coming February will be the 14th annual Die Hard Valentine's Day. So I watch it every Valentine's Day. I usually watch it every Christmas. Sometimes I watch it for its anniversary. There's no, 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 no bounds. Uh, but anyway, I, this movie, it's the greatest action movie ever made. It's got literally everything. And the fact that it has a Christmas backdrop only adds to its charm and beauty. Uh, Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber is my favorite movie villain of all time. The fact that it was his first movie role ever is amazing. And that he like got into acting in film so late. Like he was in his 40s already. Yeah. I was like, that is fast. I love um, it. 
it's just it this, this movie brings me so much joy uh i love it i love it i just i'll never get sick of it uh it is it is a perfect perfect film and i've introduced this movie to many people over the last 16 years and not a single person has enjoyed it i've had people be like wow you know what I knew, I thought it'd be fun, but I didn't expect it to be good. And, like, people are always shocked by how good it is, because it is a good movie. It is really a good movie. Uh, I got into Die, I got Die Hard probably when I was 10. I saw Lethal, like, even though this came out the year before Lethal Weapon, I saw Lethal Weapon first, and then they're like, if you like action movies, you should see this. And I was like, oh, you didn't tell me that. That's sort of hiding that you're like you're, you're you're underselling this Die Hard is like the grandfather of action films like uh, so many things still consistently have stolen from Die Hard since this point Fast, Fast oh it and became the is, template for every a, movie let's do Die Hard on a plane or Die Hard on a boat Speed was just Die Hard on a boat yeah it's a bus. on a bus and then under and then a boat under siege on a boat so it's it's oh yeah that's right speed too so i mean that's sort of their thing uh and like i i also fell in love with it what i what I love about this, and this is something, it's fascinating if you watch the, uh, how, this, how these Hollywood get made stuff on Netflix that like Bruce Willis is like unknown, like the Moonstruck, they're like, this guy, you don't want him to do this in the marketing for this, tried to hide him for a little bit, but he works because he is the, the everyman. And that first Die Hard, he's just like a regular Joe Blow that just gets in and just and all hell breaks loose. And, and that everyman is doing everything humanly possible to get back to his wife and his family. That's Christmas. Like that, you don't get more Christmas than that. And just having a, a fantastic action sequence and kind of do these. I almost treat like it's a video game too, where he's sort of like going up levels to get to that next that next level, and then gets to the big boss at the end. I, it, that's what this feels like, and it covers so many bases. It's funny. It's uh, heartfelt, and it's it's, it's a damn good action ride. And they don't really make those type of action films anymore, even within its own series. It stopped making him an everyman around that fourth one and you start outrunning fighter jet pilots. Oh, he's the Terminator by the fourth <laughs> one. It's ridiculous. But those first three, you don't really see heroes get beat up the way that we do now. Like everybody has to be Superman. This was like, oh, I, and then you kind of like, as an audience get behind him so much to be like, come on, you gotta get out of this. You, you gotta know you got glass in your foot. I know you're bleeding from here and there, but you gotta get through this. And that's what made that so much because the entire audience got behind him. It was like, you gotta get back to your wife, dude. Like this has to happen, uh, which is what makes this one of those films that everybody talks about. Even if, like you said, that you haven't seen it, when you watch it, you're like, oh yeah, that's that. I, I see why this movie holds the, the ranking that it does. Yeah, I think, I mean, that pretty much sums it all up. I think it's really interesting when you get into all of these nuances of a Christmas movie that we've now sort of explored throughout animation and heist and superheroes and the Shane Black of it all. But you're right, Terrence. This is the like the home for the holidays movie to end all home for the holidays movies. And it's even gets into the marketing ploy of it. I know a few years ago, uh, my roommate and person who's been on our show, Zane, was like, Somebody on Twitter got really mad at me for saying it was a Christmas movie because it was released in summer, but like that was an incredibly intentional thing specifically so that the DVD marketing could have that disc under the tree. Like that Probably was, Christmas. yeah, that was a that was by design. Like a lot of these, like DVDs penguins, didn't exist yet, but whatever it was, the real to real, if you want. Just, just so we're clear, Blake knows that. I just want those <laughs> listeners to know. DV people don't even know when 4Ks came out anymore. Yes, yes. <laughs> the VHS is behind. Yeah, no, the VHS, the home video release. 
of it uh, would be, you know, available. But then there is just so much else in it that's like, it inspired everything. Cliffhanger, Sudden Death, all of these movies that were just sort of became, how do we take it like on the ground, normal guy and put him in a unique and crazy situation? Have you guys seen Toy Soldiers with Sean Astin? Oh, I yeah. just watched it for the first time, and it's Die Hard in a prep school, and it, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yes. really good stuff. I mean, it, it, this went so far as when uh, Skyscraper came out, where they were just like, we're just going to do a Die Hard of a We're going to do it very literally this time. They literally released it on the 30th anniversary of Die Hard. <laughs> like, they weren't pretending that that's not what it was. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as good as Die Hard. but It wasn't uh, as good as a lot of movies. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> countless quotable moments it's probably one of the most quotable movies of all time now stretching forever and ever i also love that almost every sequel to it was like yeah we just had this script lying around and we were like i don't know make it a die hard make it die hard yeah uh so it's also this weird like chameleon franchise that's like uh, if it's not working just slap die hard on it and call bruce <laughs> exactly exactly i actually remember after with the vengeance which i love I remember him being on a talk show once, and he was talking about, like, yeah, we're shooting Die Hard 4 now. He's like, we found a script about this tech stuff. I was like, wait, that doesn't sound anything like Die Hard. What? He's like, we're just going to make it Die Hard. I'm like, right, <laughs> shit, okay. You know, 20th Century Fox, we just go back there. We pull out some scripts. We read them. We go, hey, this one doesn't have a title. We slap DH on it. We call it a day. <laughs> it works. The... I mean, thank God. I'm not a big fan of Die Hard 2, but, I, but Die Hard with a Vengeance is one of my, also one of my favorite movies ever yes. made. And, like... The fact that that the way that became a diehard movie is so fascinating, and I'm so grateful. <laughs> but this might be the best pair up Christmas movie for Hawkeye because we do have all of these constant similarities. He's just trying to get home for the holidays. Clint couldn't be more of the everyman of the original six Avengers. Like, even next to Black Widow, he's just sort of a dude with sticks. Yeah. She's like a super trained assassin right <laughs> trained from birth to be one of the greatest fighters ever i don't even think we've ever gone far back into flint's origin it's not like there was some shield robin hood program that was like get a bunch of great <laughs> i feel like he he's learned hand to hand by default he's just like if i i prefer to use my arrows i don't want to punch anyone please get away from me <laughs> he never does well hand to hand he, no. he needs to be far away yeah even like the like initially with the trick arrows, he was like, I don't make them. Like, what are you talking about? I have to go to like Hank Pym to get these and Tony. And it's like, oh, it wasn't until the end when he was like Shane Black, Iron Man 3 these things together. We were like, <laughs> okay, he can tinker a bit, but he, he doesn't even have like a lab or anything to go do it. <laughs> He's, you know, going deaf from saving the world so many times. He's, Yelena just beats him senseless on the ice. Like, I was like, stop hitting him in his ear for the love of God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, if he just wasn't a great sniper and was just, like, tactfully smart, like, even when he blocks that sniper bullet, you're like, oh, he's just good at this. Yeah. But, like, nobody else would have been able, everybody else would have had that guy in seconds afterwards. He also falls out of a building in this episode. But He's very much the everyman. In, uh, of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. And I think that's great, because we got this whole, like, very die-hardy show 
proving again that it's a Christmas movie. You sort of get the levels set like Die Hard did, like they keep sending waves and waves of people at them. I'm like, how many tracksuit mafia folks are in this world? What is happening? Enough for the gag to get old, Terrence. Enough for the gag to get old. <laughs> yeah, no, it was all great. Die Hard is great. Hawkeye is great. Christmas is great. I think that's our. I think that's it, guys. I don't have anything left to say or add to it. I, I mean, I'm just. Uh, I would like to say that it's been a great year with you guys recording these episodes and watching all these shows. It's. Uh, I'm sad that the year's over, but next year we got a lot to do. I, I to don't see even. Some fun stuff that I probably like. Arthur Christmas was not on my on list. I got to see some really cool things because that's how I feel about Reindeer Games. Yes. <laughs> which yes. is no, a batshit crazy movie, but you should see it. <laughs> I think through doing this show, our Marvel pair-up show, I have learned more about old sitcoms, like dark, like deep themes in buddy cop movies that I never would have thought about. I would have just been like, they get a black guy and a white guy, and it's fun. <laughs> um, we went back through every old Marvel movie. <laughs> And really looked, I think, almost every single one of them. The, yeah, all that's, I've still never seen the Ben Affleck Daredevils, and that I gotta do, I'm waiting for whatever show we can pair with that so I can finally watch Daredevil and, and what finish. What if getting a second season? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had to save some we of them. Save a we, did, we got Ghost Rider, Ghost too. Rider I mean, I've seen those, but we didn't Shutter, do those. Daredevil, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The rest of Blade. I think there's, that's it. Yeah, there. I'm there's ready. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, <laughs> we almost this. none of the TV, and then so much time travel shows, so much just and just bonkers ways of pairing all of these up. I think we really <laughs> found a way to dig into the themes and ideas of these, even when it's as easy as like the beat up plants. That's it. But we're tired. It's the end of the year. That's all you get from me. He's like <laughs> die art. <laughs> um, I don't even know what all we have next year, or in what order. It's Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk. She yeah. What if season two? Is Correct. that it? Are we only getting four? It could. That could change. Yeah, uh, they could add. But um, I, that, those are the definite. Those are known. Like all of those are filmed, actually. Uh, well, Moon Knight might still be finishing it, but I know Marvel hmm. and She-Hulk are completely finished. Uh, so yeah, those are I, those are probably right around the corner. Yeah. So we and obviously I have to join you for your multiverse of madness episode. Yeah. No, we won't. Of course, Jimmy, we there's a have... very special woman there that you I must be. We, we will have TV shows before the new Doctor Strange release yeah. date. I've yeah. never been more confident. About <laughs> there are not a lot of things in 2022 that I'm confident about. New variants, fourth booster shots. Who knows if I'll even leave Chicago that I'm in now. But uh, we will have Marvel there will, TV before There will definitely be a Marvel day. television show prior to uh, Multiverse. All Marvel. right. Well, thank you all for listening to the show. Obviously, you should be spending your Christmas gifting our show to new people to listen to it and leaving us reviews. Uh, we will be back in the new year with hopefully an even bigger, more substantial audience, and we will do nothing but keep bringing you whatever it is that we're bringing you. Uh, joy, education, nonsense, I don't, distractions, <laughs> whatever it is, you're welcome. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're done. You can follow the show at all the places you know to follow it, Hollywood ADI. I'm at Blake. 
Jamie's at Jer- J- Jamie's Cinematics, and Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. You can find all the things we do online there. Uh, go get some rest, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye. Merry Christmas. <laughs>